welcome to 501c3BS, Deprogramming for Organizational Growth. I'm your host, Zoot Velasco. We just need one big fundraiser. Our clients are our donors. Bigger is better. Who cares what the mission statement is? I work in nonprofits. Bullshit! When speaking with Cynthia Freeman of Community Partners on the bullshit that comes along with strategic planning, she referenced a book that she felt redefined planning for her. Let's hear that clip. Well, I will tell you that um, when people come to us and ask for consulting on developing a strategic plan, I kind of let slip that I don't really believe in strategic plans because I've just seen so many, just to be like the real Martin Luther heretic, you know, um, theses on the door here. I think that, of course, planning, of course, strategy, of course, you have to think about what you're doing and see if it's having an effect and think about where you want to be and what you want to do next. And, of course, you have to get input from you know, people around you to know what your blind spots are. But I have seen so many situations. I facilitated them myself where you know, we, have a, we do you know, some key informant interviews and we do a SWOT analysis that's the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats, right. and then we have a board retreat and then you know, everybody gets excited. Oh, we're going to do this and we're going to do this and we're going to go this way and we're going to go that way. And then, oh, and then we'll just raise all the money that we need. Or, or we'll just get a development director who'll raise all the money that we need to do that. And I, I just find that so useless. So I think now when I'm working with boards or working with organizations about planning, it's more about what are five things that you can put on one sheet of paper in terms of action steps. And I really like, I don't know if you've come across the book, um, Nonprofit Sustainability. This is the Matrix Map Model um, book. This is by Jan Masaoka, Gene Bell, and Steve Zimmerman, who are some very bright people. Jan Masaoka now runs California Nonprofits. Gene Bell runs... Um, a consulting firm up in the Bay Area that I'm forgetting the name of. Um, that's fantastic. And what they um, what they do is, is is kind of looking at everything you do. They have a whole method, um, which I now teach to groups, for looking at sort of the uh, all your programs and all your fundraising activities, and you look at them on a grid that shows you their impact and how much they cost and their profitability. So you, you map everything out, and suddenly you can see on one page, oh, we have this uh, river education program that – has a huge raises a huge amount of money because everyone wants to see the kids learn about the river, and it has quite a bit of impact on kids. Um, and so that's in our successful quadrant. And meanwhile, we have a board that is totally focused on advocacy for which we raise no money and for which we're having limited impact. So it's you know it's a way of kind of making your blind spots more visible and seeing where you have energy and where you have money and where you have impact and where you're and 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 moving forward and strengthening those areas and seeing where you're having the intersection of low impact and high cost, and that's where you have to say stop, no matter how much we love this or no matter how much, you know, it's what we've always done. We have to stop doing this. It's not helping anyone, and it's draining our organization of resources. So I use that more now and, and just try to make it a little bit um, less about, oh, we'll have a 20-page plan and all, our, and all our problems will be solved. So I've kind of, I'm, I'm kind of off strategic planning. I am fortunate to have on the show today one of the authors of that book who will help us to dispel some of the myths around strategic planning. Jan Masaoka is CEO of the California Association of Nonprofits, a statewide policy alliance of more than 10,000 organizations speaking to government, philanthropy, and the public at large. She served 14 years as executive director of Compass Point Nonprofit Services and was named Nonprofit Executive of the Year by Nonprofit Times. She is the eight-time designee as one of the 50 most influential people in the nonprofit sector nationwide and was named California Community Leader of the Year by Leadership California. Jan served as chair of the Asian Pacific Islander Wellness Center and founding chair of Community Initiatives. She currently serves on the National Public Policy Committee of Independent Sector. Jan founded and wrote the Blue Avocado Magazine through 2015. Jan's books include The Best of the Board Cafe, The Nonprofit's Guide to HR, 
and Nonprofit Sustainability, Making Strategic Decisions for Financial Viability, co-authored with Jossie Bass. Dan also wrote with Gene Bell and Steve Zimmerman, Nonprofit Sustainability, Making Strategic Decisions for Financial Viability. And it is that book that we're going to be discussing today. We were speaking with Cynthia Freeman of Community Partners on the bullshit that comes along with strategic planning. And she mentioned very, spoke very highly of your book and uh, as a kind of new method of doing strategic planning outside of the traditional kind of business plan method. So I, I'd love to find out more about that and how, how that approach is. Hey, well, first of all, there, you know, one of the things I like to comment about advice, you know, one of the things about being in the nonprofit community is there's just no end of free advice from pretty much everybody about how to do things. And strategic planning is definitely one of those areas where, you know, a vast array of abstract impractical information <laughs> has been promulgated. So um, it's very nice of Cynthia to mention the book. So just a couple of things. I co-wrote the book with Gene Bell of Compass Point and Steve Zimmerman of Spectrum Nonprofit Services. He's in Milwaukee and Gene's in San Francisco and Oakland. And all three of us are former CFOs. And I think that what we shared in common was a strong feeling that most strategic planning focused on what people want to achieve without really thinking about money. And then after spending months and a lot of consultant expense on strategic plans, then they would say, well, how are we going to get the money for it? And, you know, these days you, you really can't talk about what you're going to do without talking about how you're going to get the money for it. And you also really can't talk about what, how to get money without talking about what you're going to do. So we really wanted to find a methodology that would uh, that would integrate those two issues into one in a practical way. I mean, everybody says you need to do that, but what was the practical methodology for doing that? So that's kind of what got us started. So, so can you give me some of the nuts and bolts? Because the way Cynthia explained it is it's not your typical SWOT analysis, you know, outline some key goals kind of a plan. What, what you're suggesting is something quite radically different. Right. Well, one of the things we do is we start with where you are. Um, by looking at each one of your activities, and we kind of we sometimes use the term business line, but not everybody's comfortable with that. But it seems that every activity, whether it's your annual luncheon, for example, or it's a raffle, or it's your program helping people get free AIDS testing, or whether it's a theater performance, all of these things have both an external impact, or sometimes called a mission impact, but they also have an internal impact, which is a financial impact. So we start by looking at every activity, whether it's fundraising or programmatic, and assessing each one for both its programmatic or external impact, as well as for its financial or internal impact. And then we, we have a system which is actually very easy to do in Excel that allows you to plot all of these all of your activities onto one single graphic image. And that image shows the relative sizes of each one of your activities, their relative impact, and also their relative profitability, whether they're contributing to your organization's financial health or whether they're detracting from it. That's really important to remember that we don't think that everything needs to make money, but some, enough things need to make money that you don't go under. Okay. So then after doing that, it's a question of kind of deciding and thinking about uh, which are the activities that we think are the most important, both for financial as well as impact reasons? So one of the things is, for example, that most organizations have never actually talked about which of their programs have the most impact or the least impact. And you would think we would talk about that all the time, but we kind of have an implicit um, assumption that all of our programs are really good. 
everybody knows that that isn't true. So we kind of unpack the idea of impact and look at it from a number of different angles. You know, one angle might be scale. It impacts a lot of people. But another one might be depth. It may only impact a few people, but affects them in very profound ways. So we look at a number of these kinds of ways of impact. And so thinking about that is an important discussion, whether or not you do anything else with it, is to have that discussion about of all the things we do, which have the highest impact. And, and that in itself is especially a valuable discussion for the board. So then what this model does, and it's, um, is it class, after kind of classifying all these uh, activities and then mapping them into kind of a single compelling image, then we, then we propose what we call strategic imperatives. So, for example, if something is both high impact and high profitability, then we call that a star. And we say that the, the strategic imperative for a star is to invest in it and grow it. So if you think about it, where are the things that we need to grow in our organization? Those would be the things that have both the highest impact and also the best internal or financial impact. On the opposite side, there's things that we call the stop signs. These are the things that have low impact and also lose money. And almost everybody has these. We just kind of shut them out of our brains and we kind of forget that they exist there. And we say the strategic imperative for a stop sign is you either have to close it down or you have to give it to somebody else. Uh, third, there's what we call the money fees. So these are like fundraising activities. They have, relatively speaking, low impact, but they raise a lot of money. So something like, for example, um, a raffle might be example doesn't do a very good job of educating people, but it may raise significant funds. And what we say with money trees is we need to grow them, but we also need to increase the impact. And then finally, hearts. Hearts are programs that have high impact, but cost a lot of money. Costs that help us lose our, we have to invest our unrestricted funds in them to make them uh, possible. So with hearts, you know, most organizations when you have a program that people really love, but it also loses a lot of money, there's usually somebody in the room that says something like, we have to be more business-like, we need to stop doing this. And at the same time, there's somebody who says, you know, but if we stop doing this, then we'll be like, it's like we're against children. And so we have this kind of unresolvable debate. And what we say with a heart program is we need to keep it and cherish it, but we need to contain the cost. So giving people these alternatives and what we call a forced choice model means that they have to say, well, if we're not going to do that, what are we going to do? Wow, that that sounds really amazing. I Now I have to read the book. <laughs> that sounds really amazing. What is the title of the book again? It's called Nonprofit Sustainability, Making, Making Strategic Decisions for Financial Viability. So, Jan, it and, sounds – I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, you know, I actually also want to say that I think that uh, the nonprofit community is about to – get hit by very severe governmental funding cuts. And government funding represents about one-third of the nonprofit community's total funding, so particularly in human services for the vulnerable. That's where government funding is the most important. And uh, so I think this model can also be used to help people think about if we do lose funding, you know, what are some of the choices we have to make uh, or that we can make both in terms of impact and in terms of financial viability? You know, one thing I like about what you're saying, I mean, there's a lot of things I like about what you're saying, but one thing I really like about it is that I feel like when I do strategic planning with with an organization that they, they often don't do any kind of evaluation or they never planned on doing any kind of evaluation of their current programs. And how do you draw a map if you don't know where you're starting from? So uh, I think what you're saying is a way of planning that includes evaluation. Am I correct? 
Well, we want to say evaluation in a broad sense. When people sit, you know, people tend to think evaluation, you know, it must be somebody with a PhD who costs a lot of money. You know, I think we, we can also rely on our own judgment. And our own judgment can include whatever evaluators have told us. But we don't need to wait for that. And we also, we shouldn't throw away what we know um, just because somebody externally has come in and written something up. Well, yeah, but I feel like a lot of times organizations, and I would include myself in this as when I was CEO of organizations, is that we often think we know what our programs are doing, but we don't talk to the people participating in them. We don't talk to the clients to ask what their experience is all the time. So sometimes we have false sense of what our programs are doing. Absolutely. I also think, though, that some of what we do of impact may not necessarily be directly related to clients. So... Um, for example, particularly people of color organizations, they often have important roles to play as political brokers in their communities, um, as trainers of future leaders, uh, as symbols of values and a self-reliance that, that we shouldn't ignore in thinking about. We, we should look at what we do beyond just what you can write down as a deliverable in a grant proposal. No, I agree. I think evaluation has to include the impact on, on your mission statement and what you're, mm-hmm. whether you're accomplishing your mission, not just in terms of financial impact. But uh, again, I think a lot, mm-hmm. of, a lot of the bullshit in our industry is that people don't actually know what is being impacted. They think they do, but they don't evaluate enough. And I'm not talking about the big, you know, outside evaluator or PhD guy coming in and mm-hmm. doing an evaluation. I'm just saying pe- people could do a better job of surveying their clients and surveying their staff and finding out if they're meeting their mission. Definitely. But I think that that's kind of something you always are trying to get better at, not something you kind of solve once and for all. So let me ask you another question then. It, once you complete the plan that you're talking about, let's face it, the biggest problem with organizations is they throw it in a drawer and never look at it again. What What's the incentive for people to follow up on the plan? Well, I think that strategic plans have turned into something else, okay? I think they're no longer, they they typically are not actually about strategy. They're typically about longer-term planning. So, you know, let's say, you know, we already have classes for kids with disabilities and we want to grow them by 15% over the next two years. That's not a strategy, you know, that's more like a plan. So I think that um, I once had a board chair who said, if you can't write the strategy on your palm of your hand, it's too long. And so I think a strategy is something that you should be able to know and not actually have to open any drawer that you just know it. So the strategy might be as simple as, you know, um, increase enrollments of our classes with disabilities um, and by uh, experimenting with a series of marketing vehicles. So as opposed to, you know, uh, uh, kind of the operationalization of that would be something, you know, well, let's do three PSAs a month or something. That's not the strategy part. That might come out of your strategy, but... The strategy needs to be, you know, what, um, you know, what direction are we going in? Are we going north, south, east, or west, uh, as opposed to, you know, by noon we should be in Sacramento? Well, I think another thing I like about what you're saying is that one of the problems I see with strategic planning is that people often don't, um, people often don't tie it to budget and to staffing. They'll say, okay, these are our big hairy goals, and, you know, great, glad we got that done. Let's go back to work. And they don't tie it to what their actual budget and staffing is and, and tie it to deadlines and things like that. 
Right. Right. Well, that's about, you know, we, we need to, it's just unrealistic to look at what we planning, what we're going to do without having that integrated with understanding uh, money and understanding the impact positive and negative on money. Absolutely. Well, since, since I have you here, is there, well, before we switch gears, is there anything else you'd like to add about the book or strategic planning in general? Um, well, I think that the idea, I mean, sometimes I think that strategic planning is kind of an arduous exercise that gives the leadership time to make up their minds. Um, I, I think that it's important to think about larger scale things, but for the most part, I think conventional strategic planning processes are deeply broken these days, and they've become almost ritualistic behaviors uh, as opposed to um, meaningful choice making. And then afterwards, um, they become PR documents uh, as opposed to uh, something that actually represents something important to people in the organization. So I'm very dissatisfied with strategic planning in general these days. But just one, one last thing about strategic planning is I, strategic planning tends to start with the question, which is, what are our goals? And, um, and another way of saying that, maybe less poetically, is, you know, what do we want to do? What do we want to achieve? And, and in that regard, strategic planning in the nonprofit sector and the for-profit sector are the same because they start out with what do we want to achieve? And, and I would like to ask us in the nonprofit community, instead of asking that, to ask ourselves, what is our community and what do they need us to be doing right now? And what is our community and what do they need us to be right now? And, and I think that that's a much more outward-looking, more grounded more community-based approach, and I'd like us to take that approach. I want to thank you for taking the time with us on 501c3bs. Check out my Twitter feed at 501c3bs, my webpage at zootvelasco.com, and my book, The First 100 Days, on Amazon. The music is provided to us from our good friends at the traditional Brazilian choral group, Grupo Falso Baiano and Amy Molinelli. Find them at grupofalsobaiano.com. Thank you for listening. Have a great day free from BS. Thank you.